0: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Idea Prov. I'm here with Lacey today. Um, we have a really good topic in re- re- revolving around pets, um, but first I wanted to give her the floor to kind of introduce herself and uh, tell her what she's all about.
1: Hi, I'm Lacey. I'm completely new to this whole podcast thing, but I do love to talk. I'm constantly connecting and communicating with the world around me. I also like to sit back, listen, and observe. My favorite thing to do is to get out and explore. I love checking out all the local gyms that Tampa has
0: to offer. Everybody loves a good workout. It's kinda of tough to kinda of get back into it right now because, you know, with the whole COVID thing and stuff, so you gotta find some unique ways, but I think there's some of them starting to open up. But anyway, I wanna start off and kinda of switch things up and kinda of give Lacey the floor to talk about some things that she's passionate about or, or thinking about over the last little bit. So what's what's been on your mind since I don't know, whatever.
1: So since the world turned on its axis, uh, one thing that I have been thinking about all the time, because whenever I get out of the house, um, this seems to be a a common theme, but I feel like it's just a reminder um, for everyone to be kind, Uh, going to the grocery store, whether you're going to the grocery store or you're out picking up a smoothie. uh, I know we can't smile at people anymore. but I feel like it's it's more of an important time to use our words other than just our facial expressions. So now that people can't see me anymore, I try to make an extra effort to look them in the eye and tell them thank you, or just let them know that I appreciate them coming to work. I feel like little gestures and little things like that are really important and something we need more of right now.
0: For sure, I think it's really interesting because I've noticed, one of the things that I'm trying to refocus on for sure is that eye contact. I have a tendency just personally to, I don't want to say I get in my own head, but I start thinking and then I don't make eye contact with people. So, you know, whenever I'm out of the house, whether it's grocery stores, the thank yous and stuff have been so huge to, you know, it kind of makes people say, plus you can't actually, like you said, you can't see the smile. Um, I do know of, a, I guess, a company that's coming out with a clear mask now. So I think that could be kind of interesting for, I um, hope it doesn't fog up, that'd be a little weird. Um, but I think it's really neat to, to let you bring that up because it's, I think it's getting lost a little bit, you know, just those fine arts.
1: I agree. Uh, I feel like, you know, we spend time going through the motions of life. Um, like I said, the little things, the little errands and whatnot. Um, but I've been going out less and less because of COVID and, So the other part is that I'm just excited to go out and socialize with people, even if it's just for a couple minutes. So I try to make those moments special rather than making them, you know, difficult. And so I really hope that everyone can go out there and just show a little kindness to one another.
0: Do you feel like people have been showing you more kindness back when you do it?
1: Not all the time. My mom and I, because of summer and the rain, uh, we've been masking up and actually walking for exercise at the International Mall. And sometimes that hasn't been the most pleasant experience with other mall patrons, but I, uh, That's kind of why I want to remind people, you know, to be kind to one another, because you never know what someone's going through under the mask. We never know if they've lost their job. You just never know what someone's going through. So I think it's important to to recollect. And and the only thing you have control of is how you act towards others. So I think it's important to self-check and and remind yourself to be kind.
0: Yeah. Excellent, that's a a really good message I think a lot of people could use with an extra nudge, especially when things get difficult, when things get a little rough, when you're getting a little upset. Um, You can really go a long way to just make somebody's day or, you know, calm them down or be able to help, you know, bring them into a better mental state, so.
1: Exactly. For all you know, you might be the only person that person has spoke to today.
0: Yeah. It's it's very true, because especially if you only come out of your house once for what it's groceries or maybe it's medication or something like that, it can be their only outing outside of their house. So if you make it positive, it can kind of breed that positivity and that kindness, which go a long way. All right, speaking of positivity and kindness, I think one of the things as far as our topic for today was how can we um, kind of, what's a way that we can incorporate pets into the office environment that is fun but not disruptive or that completely kills productivity, right? So this has been a, a, you know, I guess a nonstop topic for a long time for a lot of people in the fact that they say, hey, you know, bring your pets to work day. And there's always a one day a month or not necessarily a month, but one day um, a year in which, you know, some employers might do it. It really depends on how, I guess, uh, open some employees are to it. Um, I've noticed some smaller things have, you know, a dog or people have dogs in their workshops or something, but usually those are smaller businesses. So for this, you know, the kind of topic we're thinking about typically larger businesses, right? So businesses of corporate office of I don't know, let's say like a young brands or or craft foods, not to food things, but um is it possible to do it? So first thought is Yes, however, I think it's also one going to depend on the pet, right? So, of course, heavy topics are going to be dogs and cats, right? But are there other options, right? You know, can you have an aquarium and fish? It doesn't seem, uh, it might not feel the same, um, but I think it's doable, right? Um, there's been studies that have shown, you know, having pets around is going to increase the positivity for people, increase the brain power, increase the warm and fuzzy, the kindness and make them work better. But there's always going to be the naysayers that are going to be like, this is going to distract everything. So how do we how do we how do we bridge that gap? We start small, do it one day, one day of, you know, every six months.
1: So I came up with a couple of ideas um, that I thought might would work to ease into the process of allowing pets at the workplace. Um, one thing I came up with was, uh, I guess you would call it, like a pet zen corner of your office. This could live in a break room, this could live in a common area, maybe the printing station that you walk by every day, uh, a place where you could go, I guess you would say a brag board for your pet, Um, that everyone could add to the board. Uh, If you're having a bad day or you need to recollect, you could walk over there. You might end up connecting with a colleague that you've never even met before. Um, The thing that you have in common is the love for your pet. Um, I thought that would be a really cool idea. Um, Another thing I thought about is like a lunch break buddy. Um, I know there are some colleagues at my office that have pets that live nearby. They have to leave at lunchtime every day and go walk their dog uh, it could be a treat to a, be able to make a, a lunch break buddy that could come with you to come walk your dog um, get you guys both out of the office for a little bit to refresh get some exercise and some pet therapy <laughs>
0: Pet therapy is wonderful. I know, I think it's like, what, Southeastern Guide Dogs allows them to bring them in here, so that's a, that is a kind of, I guess, local, is it an animal shelter?
1: It's, um, they do, Southeastern Guide Dogs, they do service animals for service animals. people in need.
0: Yeah, perfect. So service animals for deaf, hard of hearing, that kind of thing, um, for the listeners out there, so that's a way, and you can actually bring them into the office environment and have a good I don't know, I guess a good pet, a good cuddle, that type of thing. Now, one of the things that struck me that you said was the idea of a pet corner. So, like my mind instantly went to an office or maybe you have a built-in area within the office that you can keep these pets, right? I like that idea too. Okay, so you build, I don't know, maybe two or three offices together and you just have your pet therapy in there and, go in there for what, 15 minute increments, 20? I mean, I don't know. I mean,
1: your lunch break, if you're taking a 30 minute break, I think 20 minutes would be good. Um, You could make sure that the area is sanitized, um, that there's proper um, facilities in there for the pet. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, It could be something fun. Like I said, uh, you could even utilize the space as a, a community posting space to to um, post photos. There could be a sign-up sheet that you sign up for um, to be able to reserve the spot.
0: I guess in this particular area, how many how many are we thinking here, right? So I think, of course, it's going to depend on how much of an area that you have potentially to build out. That's that's fair enough. Um, but in that area. Maybe five, ten? I mean, do you, I guess, do you also put just dogs, cats? You know, I mean, do you, an iguana in there or something like that? I mean, because I'm also thinking like, if you have all these pets in the same area, one, it's probably gonna be pretty pretty noisy and loud. Two, you know, you probably, dogs chase cats. That's what they do. You know, so it, like, is this, like how disruptive could this potential corner be? Uh,
1: so I'm thinking if if this were a thing, there would be an application process. Uh, you'd maybe have to submit uh, an intake form that uh talks about your dog's temperament, um, size or type of pet. I shouldn't say just dogs. Um, temperament, size, needs, um, ability to get along with other pets. Um, for example, people whose dogs might not be fans of other dogs or cats for that matter. Um, maybe they could reserve the room on a less busy day or reserve the space on a less busy day. Um, maybe it could be an
0: office incentive
1: to win the spot. Oh,
0: okay. So, like, for the a, like day, a, like miniature teams, right? So, you could think of, for example, if you have a sales team or a marketing team, maybe there's some type of competition and they have the ability to book that room for a day, right? And do like a team meeting?
1: Yeah, because, yeah, because I mean, if I'm bringing my dog to the office, I either want to have her there for the first part of the day, so I can take her home at lunchtime, or I want her there the whole day. So you could use that as an incentive um, for someone to have their dog there for the day. How special would that be? Or your iguana, or your or your beta fish. It would,
0: would be so pretty special. <laughs> I mean, I want or your iguana, you know, or your snake or something. <laughs> snake would be fun for people to be like, I don't want to go in there. Um, so thinking that through, do you feel it'd be more advantageous for people to bring their own pets or to have a company set of pets in there so that way you might not have to do it?
1: Perhaps a company pet only because of productivity. It would be really hard for me to sit in The office, knowing that my dog is in there without me, I think she might be upset. I think she might be a little hurt that I left her hanging in the daycare without me. Um, But I think that um, a company pet could be fun. A mascot could be a a company mascot internally, of course.
0: Yeah, I guess the the caveat that I'm thinking about it, too, is what happens after hours, right? Most large buildings might be a nine to five type of arrangement. So Fido has to use the facilities, you know, at before bedtime, eight, nine o'clock. So who's gonna be there? I guess you could probably incorporate it into a cleaning crews duties or something like that, right?
1: You could, um, I don't know how that would go as far as liability goes. Um, or it could be uh, kind of like the class pet um, from the old school days in elementary school where you got to take the hamster home for the weekend.
0: Nice, yeah. Or yeah, or maybe you create something where you don't necessarily have to have maybe no large animals. So you could think of small animals that could run around. So rabbits, gerbils, hamsters, um, fish, that, things that might not need a lot of attention. But I also don't know if that would have the same draw and/or pull or impact for people to go in there with, you know, because oftentimes they want like a nice, you know, six-week-old Labrador, you know, something or other. Nobody, nobody does that over a betta fish.
1: (laughs) So maybe, maybe that's where the the southeastern guide dogs comes in. Uh, The space could be. Co-sponsored by them, or you know, sponsored by us, and the dogs aren't there ha- all the time. Maybe they're only there a couple of days a week um, because I know the dogs have to be socialized as well uh, in order to you know to get their certification to be a service animal. So that could be something cool. That um, that could be a little less distracting, familiar for the dogs because it's the same space. Um, so that could be cool and charity and that's a charitable cause
0: charitable cause for sure okay so playing devil's advocate what happens if we have a building like that that it's unavailable to build out a space specifically for pets right so then all of a sudden we're pivoting to bring your pet to work maybe it's day maybe it's a half a day maybe it's monthly basis or something like that so can we do that and I think we can, right? So the first in- inclination is, yeah, every other station may have, I think, but I think the, the most important part is is going to be like you talked about the application process. Because if you have the entire office walking around with a their dog, cat, whatever the case may be, it can be, it's going to, it's going to be a zoo. It would be chaos. Yeah, it would be chaos. <laughs> it would be chaos, let's just be frank about it. Um, <clears throat> so the next portion that I'm thinking about is What if you have an afternoon, some type of mixer or outdoor event in which that's the fun part, right? So we have, let's say you have a large parking area or whatever, and you can have, you know, food and drink and wine or whatever the case may be. And maybe it's just that afternoon where you're able to bring your pet and, you know, interact and be social, and have pets be social as well. Um, with others
1: I think you read my mind uh, because that's another idea I had written down Uh, a happy hour or a yappy hour for the office
0: Ooh, yappy hours like it
1: and all the paw rinse (laughs) could bring (laughs) could bring their their kids scaly furry whichever and even people who don't have pets I mean I've had the best conversations around my neighborhood with people that I've just run into walking my dog. I've met so many people in my neighborhood that way. So it kind of gives you something to talk about, or at least to start an icebreaker
0: right and it's the tried and true method right so you always see the romantic comedies on tv where you know the guy and the girl have the dog and the dogs meet and all of a sudden they go off on a date and live happy ever after so stuff like that is absolutely true um i'm thinking about that that yappy hour and that paul rents and um wondering about the logistics about orchestrating right so is that just a Hey, company email to say, hey, this is what we want to do. What are your thoughts? Bring everybody in. Do you think it would just completely have to be almost a no work situation?
1: So I think depending on your building uh, and what they allow, I think that would come into play. I like what you said about the parking lot. I feel like that would be easy. Um, It's, you know, the office is usually empty after hours. So um, I don't think that would be an issue. However, if that were an issue with the building, you could choose a nearby park. Um, uh, There's El Lopez Park in Tampa would be a great venue. Um, A central location where
0: people could meet up. I do like the idea of a central location, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be in the office because then you can mitigate any factors or risk of any type of damage that might happen from all the things. So maybe you have a mixer or a team outing at a local park in the area and you say, hey, maybe we incorporate it with some type of health benefits, right, or or wellness day or something like that. So that way you can work on your, you know. We're gonna have the old office get out and maybe go for a walk or go for a run or or have a softball tournament or something like that. And in that particular situation, we're gonna have food, drinks, music, um, whatever the case may be. Bring your pets, everybody has a great afternoon. Um, Wonderful little meet and greet for potential new employees. Um, Old employees can kind of catch up with one another um, in a way that's non-threatening. You get to learn about one another um, in a fashion that everybody can kind of be okay with and is in a comfortable environment. Uh.
1: Even speaking to people higher up, uh, sometimes I, I feel like people can be intimidated speaking to people in higher positions. But um, I feel like if you really step back and realize that you guys have more in common than you think. and you both, you know, have the same, maybe you have the same kind of dog or maybe you both love cats. Um, that might give you a way to connect with someone, uh, without feeling that pressure.
0: Mm-hmm. Kinda, Do you have any experiences of that yourself?
1: Um, well, the Carrabba's VP, uh, I have a miniature Australian Shepherd and he has an Australian Shepherd. So when we got to meet each other, that was one of the first things we talked about was our dogs and how much we love our dogs. and. Now it's kind of fun. Um, we're out of the office now, but it's fun to ask people, you know, how's how's so and so? How's your how's your dog? So kind of gives you something to check in with someone about or, you know, familiarize yourself with someone. Um, I worked retail in Hyde Park Village, and that was always how I identified my customers. Uh, I met their dogs because it it's a really dog friendly area. and. I'd be like, "Oh, you're the Sheba's mom. You're, you know, your mom," and it was a good way to retain clients too because they knew that I remembered them. It might be from their dogs, but with time, we eventually were able to build more personal relationships. Um, so, just a way of of going back to just being people, us being people. And I personally, nothing means more to me than when someone remembers something about me and asks me about it. I think that's such a nice personal touch when you get to know someone or try to make a connection. Um, and a pet is such a simple, healthy way to be able to connect with someone that's just pure.
0: Yeah. I, I, and that's a, that's a huge thing, I think, for a lot of people, because not only do you have some people that might not be, a, might not be able to... Um, had maybe you know actual children themselves um and so oftentimes pets are their children right and so when you have that authentic touch that uh that personal touch of you know talking to them it's it's like talking about their child like you know what do they eat today what, what's new in their lives and stuff like that it's super important um from working in the service industry myself at night it was you know very important sometimes we had high profile clients and, and mid profile clients that came and just they wanted to be a little bit more discreet um just because sometimes people knew their faces maybe from being on tv or whatever the case is um but oftentimes talking to them like just regular people and just asking about their regular stuff that everybody has so whether it's their pets or you know um their workout or something and just not treating them any differently but still remembering those like you talked about those personal touches about them when they would come back in again it would it would seem like it would light up their day you know like hey somebody remembered that my favorite color is blue or something like that or somebody remembered that i you know i have difficulty seeing and they gave me a pair of glasses the glasses were already at the table when i came in like it's those little touches that make a world of difference to people um and if you can kind of connect with people on that level it opens up so many you know so many i guess doors and just back to that kindness piece that you're talking about before which is which is huge momentous
1: i completely agree i mean no matter who the person is uh, you never know how unspecial they might feel so you remembering and thinking of them or making them feel like you're thinking of them could mean everything to someone because you really don't know what any of us deal with when we go home so something like that really could mean something to someone else
0: with that when you're trying to make those connections through, I guess, like a pet type arrangement, I guess how do we go about doing it in a genuine way, right? You know, it, how do we not make it seem cheesy um, or disingenuine, you know, when we're talking about that? Especially, I mean, because I'm thinking like in your story when you're talking about, you know, coordinating with the VP or something like that. Sometimes you just get a, they might just talk about it automatically. You might just be able to kind of jump on it. Um, But going up to somebody that you might not know and just saying, you know, hey, do you have any pets and stuff like that and starts a conversation. How does that, I guess, how can you do that without seeming overly, I don't know, fluffy about it maybe?
1: um i think approaching it from uh the general notion that we all love pets and we love animals Uh, anytime we've had an animal in the office everyone goes crazy Um, but then you do have those people who kind of sit back so i feel like making an announcement or making it public maybe sending an email with a sign up sheet or um, a sign up if you want to be notified about this um this potential function or this potential notion um so people can opt into it so we're not just serving the information to everyone we're serving it to the people who care
0: yeah and that's i think that's a good a good key point right because i'm thinking back to a few moments ago when we were talking about everybody bringing in their pets at once into a larger organization it'd be chaos However, if you had, for example, a sign up sheet where maybe either one day, one day a week or once a day, even, you know, if you have a large enough office, you can say, hey, um, John in accounting, his Doberman is here. If you feel like you need a pet break, you can come in and see him or Cindy in marketing. Her cat is here. If you need a moment, you can come over and pet her. You know, I think that would also be a really good way to not only have pets in the office on a more reoccurring basis it's not necessarily overly intimidating from a productivity level because people are being able to opt in to be able to do it rather than a just massive you know farm that comes to the office one day
1: right well and how exciting would that be to be sitting at your desk and get that email announcement that you know Susan from Analytics brought her dachshund in and dachshunds are your favorite kind of dog. Or maybe, not to take a more morbid um, take on this, but maybe you lost your dog and you're really craving that, um, that connection again. Perhaps that would be a great way for you to, to you know, to grieve a little bit and, and to get a little bit of love that you don't currently have at home. Or maybe it could inspire you to wanna go get a pet.
0: Yeah, I I was just thinking the same thing. I said, well, what happens, and not to, you know, the morbid route, but if you were thinking about getting a a pet or an animal, you could say, hey, that's an easy way to, one, bridge that gap between two potential, um, two, you know, employees, you know, at the same level. And then at the same time, you can get that background knowledge. Like, I never knew, I like, I used to like dachshunds just because they are little wiener dogs, you know, whatever. And they are like, oh, they're cool. It's like, I never had one, never really wanted to have one. I just thought they were a neat looking dog, right? Um, but then just over time, I found out that apparently like they have hip problems and stuff because, of, because they're so long and I guess the body weight or whatever, so if somebody was going to buy one, like that would be a great thing to be able to, hey, go pet it, see it, you know, kind of touch it, feel it, you know, have a, have a warm and fuzzy and see if that's actually, you know, a style of pet that you might like. And then also get to talk with the owner and say, hey, what is, what is you know, keeping this pet in your house like? You know, what are the, what are the diet things that you have to worry about? What are the, you know, do they have, typically have heart conditions or eyesight issues or something like that? And be able to work that knowledge at the same time.
1: Right, or if you're the kind of person who, maybe you're younger and you like to go out or you like to travel, This is a good way to kind of get your pet fixed without having to actually own a pet.
0: Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, you can get your pet fixed. And then I'm also thinking if you go out of town, all of a sudden you've built a somewhat of a pet network, right, to say, hey, listen, I'm going on vacation for a week. Do you think you can watch, you know, you know, my dog for a couple of days? And then you all of a sudden you have a pet network within the office that's super helpful.
1: Absolutely. Like resource sharing, um, the best groomer to go to. A lot of people, you know, from our company come from different places, so they might not know about your favorite pet shop or, you know, the, the secret place you go to pick up this or that. Um, they might not know a good groomer to hire. Um, it could be a really great way to um, sh- resource share. So that could be cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so with the, with the resource sharing, you know, I, there's a part of me that has to say, okay, devil's advocate, right? I'm a, I'm a CEO, I'm a, I'm a high ranking officer. And now all of a sudden I have pets coming in potentially every day. I have, um, you know, or or an area that's built out or people are coming over because they're stressed out because I gave them projects and then now they're running over to so-and-so's desk because they have, you know, a blue-eyed husky over there and they think it's the most beautiful dog ever. Like how is this, what's the case, I guess, around that we make to say, hey, we wanna do this, but we can still get our job done. Now, my first thought with that is people are people you're adults you should be able to get your work done right like if you don't feel like you can you don't need to be going and partaking in those type of things but you will have some people that will abuse it right so how do you get how do we get over the hump and say it's okay to implement this process without it causing complete chaos
1: um I mean I think to start there needs to be a little buy-in from the executive leadership team Um I think they need to understand where we're coming from with this. I think coming off of COVID, a lot of people have been spending a lot of time at home with their pets. So um, coming off this situation, um, maybe pitching it to them that way as that um, it's extra time to connect with a pet that um, you've bonded very well with. Um, I think another way we could get around it would be Manager permission. Um, I know that that might seem micromanagee, but maybe a quick check in with your superior, just letting them know that you've gotten what you need to get done and that you're going to take a quick break to go see the pet um, to keep it that way so people aren't just getting up from their desk and walking away for no reason.
0: Yeah, I think that's a a good thing. I think it really depends on the culture that you have there at at your particular company. If you have a more seasoned company, it might be um, tougher to kind of overcome those hurdles. Um, But I think there's a way to do it in the fact that you have to bring that positivity in. You have to see the impact from people. And I think one of the good things is, is if you're able to get a trial period is to reiterate that feedback about how that made you feel, having the, one, the ability to be able to bring in your pet, two, having, seeing pets at work, and three, the benefits of, of being able to interact with other pet owners, kind of creating a camaraderie and a culture and a vibe. Um, I think it's really easy if you have a Animal-focused uh, potentially company, you know, or nonprofit like the ASPCA or something like that. But I'm I'm trying to think of like a tech firm, right? Like how are they going to to incorporate something like this? And I think showing them the positivity through like the feedback of the people is going to be super powerful for those decision makers about whether or not to do it on a regular basis.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think spending time with the pets could spark creativity. Uh, It could lead to new ideas. Like I said, it kind of clears that that brain space uh, so you can kind of reset and go back into your space uh, with a clear mind and hopefully a happy heart um, and able to be so you're able to be productive and to to do great in your work.
0: Wonderful. Okay, I think we got a lot of really good ideas um, here so far. So I'm thinking to kind of bring it together. We have if in in the event that you have enough space to be able to do it right you set up a corner area where you have kind of a pet corner where people can have an application process to be able to bring in um, and center around that you could have a community posting area where people could have that and it could be a bookable space where team meetings could happen in there and people could kind of get their pet fix at the same time there's a second option which is a little bit more of an outdoor option or something where you might not have the physical space to be able to house it inside you could have paw rents bring in for a yappy hour um you know and you have drinks and music and whatever have it in the parking lot or maybe a nearby park or something where people can mix and mingle and kind of make sure to It could bring the vibe and improve the culture on a regular basis, maybe on a quarterly thing or maybe every half a year, maybe a yearly annual thing. Um, And then in the office, if you don't have the ability, for example, you can have like a pet for a day type of situation where one person brings their pet and if you need a fix, you can come by, say hi, chat for a little bit. Um, It creates that pet network that we're talking about for sitting or just general information about pets. Um, and then in order to kind of overcome, I think you have to kind of put these things on paper and you have to kind of get the feedback from um, the individuals and to say, hey, I had this at a different company, or, um, and I found it to be super valuable with bringing positivity to the culture in the workplace. Did I m- Absolutely. Did I miss anything?
1: Uh, you didn't miss anything. Uh, one thing I will throw in there is uh, say this isn't a possibility at all. I think another way that we could channel, um, we could come together with a love for our pets and channel that love, uh, we could always uh, do a company volunteer day at an animal shelter, or even do a pet supply drive at the office and find a local charity to to give back to. Um, I think that's another great way to show our love, um, connect with others about their pets, and also get back.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point that we completely missed of, you know, as well. I mean, you're talking about, you know, going out and volunteering as a company. Um, and that can, something that can be done with relative ease, I think you know if you found a uh, you know a local shelter or something like that, you can go and give back, or you, know, you can even do larger pets and do things like farms with horses and that type of stuff. Because people love you know getting outside and doing those kinds of things, and even with those situations, I know you know dogs and horses get along real well. Typically, um, you know you, you bring your pets and you go to a larger farm or you let them you know roam around in a big in a big park or, or somewhere in an area like that. So I think we're. I think we're on to that and have a company volunteer day to get your animal figs, I guess. You could say. Yeah.
1: And uh, a little off topic, but there is also a new venue in Tampa called, I think it's called uh, Two Shepherds Tap Room, and it's an indoor dog bar where you go. You have to put in an application for your dog, but it's an indoor bar where they have uh, AstroTurf and all the fun stuff for the dogs. Um, You could do a company, you know, get a group of people or people that are interested uh, to do do an outing somewhere like there. That would be cool too.
0: Wonderful. Okay. I think we got a lot here. I think like all these listeners are going to be talking about bringing their pets to work here soon.
1: (laughs) That could be good or we might end up in trouble by some of our superiors.
0: (laughs) They're worth it. Well, perfect. I think we got a lot of good information. A lot of good propensal solves. I think we got three of them um, that we can break down for any, you know, any company of almost any size to be able to use on a regular basis um, and kind of blend that into their their normal ways of working. So it's going to be super helpful. I want to thank um, Lacey for for her time today and her great ideas. I definitely wouldn't have been able to come up with these by myself. Um, So she was great. So thank you for for coming on the show and, and appreciate you doing this for us.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, Love your pets. Love each other. Be kind to one another.
0: Wonderful. Um, As far as the show, thank you for listening to another episode. You can always find us on all of our social medias using the handle at ideaprov. You can also check out our um, website at ideaprov.live as well. We'll try and put out new episodes about every week on Thursdays. Um, So look out for this one in the coming weeks. Until next time. All right, for this week's Ideaprov Invention of the Week, I wanna talk about green living walls and roofs. This is a concept that's been around for a long time, dating all the way back to the Vikings, but pretty much what it includes is natural vegetation, um, herbs and foliage, combined with a drainage system and irrigation system being applied to roofs and sides of walls. So this has massive benefits, not only from a visual aspect, it's more visually appealing than a whole bunch of concrete all over the place, but then you're also talking about it's way more cost-effective, you have natural air cleansers and improved air quality, and then you're also talking about noise reduction as well. So. Putting an idea prop spin on this was actually really easy, but I think it's one of those things that everybody can potentially get behind, whether or not you believe in global warming. So it can be things like improving the way that we build suburban homes all over the place and incorporating that in. We can also use it in multi-building establishments. So think of colleges, universities, um, warehouse parks, things of that nature. Seeing this green can also do wonders for people's mental health. So not only is it great for inspiration but it's just better for an overall mental well-being so this is something that i think everybody can get behind and it's really kind of neat from an idea prop perspective to be able to twist this and kind of make it into a, a regular way of working that everybody can get behind for the future until next time